Hey, so before this episode starts, I wanted to let you know that I'm running a free webinar training on how I reach hundreds of thousands of potential customers each year and generate partnership revenue through authentic brand partnerships. It may be that you're feeling really cash strapped at the moment. Maybe you're over relying on Facebook and Instagram advertising, or it could just be that your marketing strategies are no longer cutting through or working like they used to. Either way, it's absolutely time to use brand partnerships. There's never been a more necessary time to integrate this tactic into your marketing strategy because partnerships can drive both reach and revenue for your business, which is really exciting. I'm only going to do two free sessions on this. The first one's on Tuesday, the 2nd of August, and the second one is on Wednesday, the 3rd of August. One's at lunchtime, one is early morning. Um, And to register, you can do that for free via the URL, bit.ly slash reach 100k or bit.ly slash reach 100k. I look forward to seeing you there. Enjoy the episode. Welcome to This Is How We Do It. We chat with brilliant marketers to delve behind the scenes of creative marketing collaborations and brand partnerships. I'm your host, Jess Rufus, and I'm the founder of Collabosaurus, And together with Microsoft Store Sydney, we are exploring how collaboration marketing can build a business and we're chatting to the pros about how they do it. Hey everyone, welcome back to This Is How We Do It. Today on the show, we have partnership powerhouse Claire Bolton from ACMN Marketing and Advertising. And I can honestly say that Claire is one of those people who you meet and completely understand why she is so incredibly brilliant at brand collaborations. She gets it the impact, the ROI, the relationships behind brand collaborations, and she has an enviable skill for coming up with clever collaboration ideas on the spot. Claire has worked as a destinations marketing specialist with Virgin Australia, and she's now the tourism marketing and promotions director for ACM and marketing and advertising, which means she is responsible for a bunch of national collaborations for incredible live shows such as Chicago, Wicked and Magic Mike Live, which we will dive into in this episode. Claire has so many great concepts to share in this conversation. I know you'll just love this episode and probably walk away with a bunch of new ideas of your own. So without further ado, let's jump in. Hey, Claire, thank you so much for being with us today. My very first question is about ACMN. Can you tell us a little bit about what ACMN is and what you guys do? So ACMN Marketing and Advertising Agency is the largest and longest running entertainment agency in Australia and New Zealand. Our clients are predominantly global musical theatre brands such as Wicked, Jersey Boys, The Book of Mormon, but we also have clients such as exhibitions, plays, concerts and festivals. So cool. So you guys are a full service agency with musicals and theatre shows, which just sounds like one of the funnest jobs ever. (laughs) I really, I grew up really wanting to work in theatre, so I very much envy your job. So what does your role involve at ACMN? What are you doing day to day? Uh, A lot. Um, I bet. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, My role is split. Um, So it's be, I head up basically the tourism marketing and promotional partnerships. This essentially involves the development, negotiation and implementation of both strategies for our clients' events. So within the tourism space, I will partner with airlines, airports, travel trade, et cetera, around the country to promote the the events and get people traveling for them. We see a great propensity 
diversity of um, our ticket sales coming from tourism markets. So there's oh, cool. a natural synergy to partner with this category. Yeah, absolutely. And then within the promotional space, this is very much the largest component of my role uh, and sometimes includes negotiating, you know, million-dollar value partnerships with like-minded brands to deliver mutually beneficial collabs and campaigns. Some of the brands I've partnered with over the years include Napoleon Purtis, Mini, The Coffee Club, The Body Shop, uh, Mac, Maya, Westfield, the list goes on, really. Amazing. And I love that, you know, there's definitely a mixture of sponsorships and then leveraged collabs that you know are really about brands teaming up and leveraging what they have available to them right absolutely definitely yeah amazing and so what first attracted you to partnerships and collabs it's such a massive part of your role can you remember one of the first collaborations you were ever involved with and you know was it a success yeah, definitely. It was actually in my previous role. So when I was at Virgin Australia, or it was actually Virgin Blue when I first started, um, and it was in the retail marketing space, and it really became about as a natural progression to collaborate with the state tourism bodies. Um, okay. They, well, we had a common objective, which was they wanted to get people to their destination and we wanted them travelling and flying Virgin. So we collaborated and obviously two marketing budgets are better than one. Um, One of the first ones and actually one of the most successful was I partnered with Hamilton Island and the Australian fashion designer Camilla. Um, It essentially was a campaign around book a holiday, flying Virgin to Hamilton Island, and you received an exclusive Camilla sarong with Swarovski crystals that had a special message printed in the corner of the sarong that said, Camilla loves Virgin Australia. So it was beautiful, and it was a match made in heaven, really, because she was or is an iconic designer that specialises in beachwear and is very luxe, and Hamilton Island is a luxe destination. Um, And consumers love something for free, so it was a great campaign. I love that. How Mm. beautiful. And it makes makes so much sense, and I love that um, your first collaboration was a success. (laughs) <laughs> There's I plenty of horror stories out there, so <laughs> that's awesome. Don't worry, we've had a few flops, but um, <laughs> we won't tell anyone about that, especially future brands that I'm trying to get on board. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Awesome. Well, I mean, I think back to your role at ACMN, you know, with live shows and musicals and things like that, I think so many brands are really excited at the prospect of collaborating around a live show, but it's super unique and I'm not surprised that we get asked a lot about how exactly that could work. Um, Are you able to talk to maybe two examples of maybe different ways businesses can team up and get and add value in a collaboration around a live show in particular? Yeah, definitely. Um, So the first thing I always say to partners is we don't have a set formula of how we want to work together. Every collaboration is unique and individually negotiated, and I prefer it to be that way so we can offer flexibility and the best outcome. Um, Having said that... Oh, I've done everything from just straight digital promotions. So it'll be providing complimentary show tickets in return for that brand, promoting the show through their social or e-news channels, right through to the other end of the spectrum where it's a fully integrated collaboration with many layers. You know, it might be Mm -hmm. branded product ranges or in-store campaigns, casts, content, integration. Um, What I look for is mutually beneficial collaborations. So I go into the partnership 
thinking about both brands equally, not just our shows or our clients. Mm-hmm. Um, and in terms of what we can offer, I mean, obviously we can offer comp tickets and access access to VIP backstage experiences, digital, the list goes on. And in return, what our clients really look for from brands is that reach um, on a national level, if possible, to promote the show and hopefully conversion and customer acquisition. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, you know, there's like a whole, you know, at the show as well. That's an opportunity in itself of people are coming along and they're experiencing that show and that's an opportunity that can be leveraged in a collab too. Absolutely. And we've done that for the larger scale partnerships where it's been product placement. So, um, and mm. I'll go through that soon where the cast uh, are wearing, you know, a brand in the production as part of their costumes. Um, or it cool. might be touch points at the venue, for example. We offer for bigger scale our partnerships exposure in the show program which is a highly lucrative asset Mm -hmm. Um, as you can imagine anyone who goes to the theater will buy a program Mm -hmm, absolutely and I want to talk about um, because when we first had a conversation you mentioned one of the partnership lines that was super successful was with Chicago and the development of some limited edition product ranges around that are you able to talk a little bit about that example and what went on there it's such a cool idea. Thank you. Yeah, it was um, definitely by far the biggest collaboration I've ever undertaken at ACMN, actually in my entire career history um, in marketing. It also gave me a few extra wrinkles and some sleepless nights, but it was worth it. <laughs> <laughs> um so it was a not just a two-way collaboration. It was a four-way collaboration, which made right. it enormous. Um, so as you said, it was with Chicago, the musical, Bodo, Voodoo, Hosiery, Maya, and Inglot makeup. So mm-hmm. last year, Chicago toured, and it was hugely successful. Um, I went to see it. It was so fantastic. Oh, good. It's just oh, it's one of my favorites. Um, so it's, for those who don't know, it's a sexy, sultry brand, and the cast were equally so, wearing hosiery and suspenders on stage. Well, the females anyway. <laughs> so there was a natural synergy to partner with a leading hosiery brand. Um, Voodoo came to mind and was always at the top of my list because the brand synergy, synergies between Voodoo and Chicago are on point. Plus, they're one of the biggest in the country. Yeah. So we did an official sponsorship, I should say. There was no cash involved. Cash sponsorships are you know, few and far between these days. Mm-hmm. It was really... A- and there's currencies other than cash, like, you know, and I think sometimes it's even more valuable. <laughs> you know, in some 100%. ways, I think that cross-promotion. Yeah, 100%. Um, so there was a lot of contra. There was, you know, ticketing and program and digital assets, and we sticked a lot of the Voodoo products to communicate the sponsorship. What we soon realised is we wanted, or one of their objectives was obviously to develop an, uh, or achieve an ROI through Voodoo sales. And one of our objectives was for uh, that brand reach on a national level. So it made sense to partner with a retail giant. Maya, yeah. obviously, this is where Maya came in. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. They're one of the biggest in the country. And they're a voodoo stalker. So we embarked on a six-month partnership with them uh, with many, many layers. So we had, first off, a national in-store campaign, which ran across every single store 
in the country, and it was mm-hmm. buy two voodoo products to win prizes from the show. We kickstarted the campaign with the My One Premium Member event held in their Pitt Street store. Um, it was a real VIP event with you know drinks and nibbles and goodie bags, and we had two principal cast members come and mingle um, with all the members, so they loved it. We had Casey Donovan yeah. and Tom Berlinson. Um, this was obviously heavy, heavily promoted through both of our channels. Then yeah. we also had an impromptu activation afterwards in the main store by the Ensemble cast, which was a great content piece. And we also invited influencers to cover the event, therefore garnering online coverage for both of us. Oh gosh, no wonder you had no sleep. Yes, exactly. <laughs> so much involved in this. How fantastic. <laughs> um, and then we also had window displays. So these were out of this world. Like I nearly cried when I saw it live. Um, so there was 14 in total. We had their windows in Pitt Street in Sydney, Burke Street Mall in Melbourne and Queen Street in Brisbane. And the VM team at Maya are incredible and they brought these windows to life themes around Chicago. So it was all 1920s themes with stage <gasps> lights and chairs. How wonderful. Oh, what a great idea. It, and I mean, Maya sound like they were a dream to work with, which often isn't the case for large, you know, big, large brands like that. It can be really hard to get ideas through. How did you find, you know, working with them? It sounds like they were, you know, welcoming you guys with open arms and, you know, thought it was a wonderful idea. <laughs> uh, I'm a good salesperson, Jess. <laughs> <laughs> obviously, obviously. No, we um actually talking about, you know, rejections a few years back, um, I did approach them on a production which I thought was a slam dunk and we got rejected. Um it was a different team, in all honesty, and a different retail landscape. So yeah. I'm finding that because of the landscape changing quite dramatically, marketers and brands are really starting to look outside the box for ideas. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And on the windows, I mean, the perfect outcome was, and this was totally unplanned, the managing director of ACMN was down looking at one of the windows in Sydney and she got chatting to a lady next to her um, who was a Maya customer and she said, you know, I've never been to a musical in my life, but because of these windows and how awesome they are, I've just bought tickets to Chicago. So it ah, shows you, you yeah, it shows you the, how these collaborations can drive an ROI. Absolutely. And sometimes it's really hard to track, you know, things like visual merchandising can be so impactful and powerful and, and will drive sales, but it's so hard because it's not straight up digital yeah. to drive back to, yes, that was because of that. And you you're know. never going to get uh, ultimate figure of, you know, results, but you can see it in other areas, whether it's, you know, customer growth and yeah. um, digital traffic. And I think that's why, you know, just alignment in itself is so important because there are like immeasurables around the credibility and, um, you know, that reach and impact of just the brand alignment with Maya. Absolutely. I mean, they're a huge brand and a lot of credibility um, and they're premium. So it was a perfect alignment with the Chicago brand. Amazing. So but, you had Maya and Voodoo and Inglot was the other one, wasn't it? Yeah. So they came on board as our official makeup sponsor for the tour and they created for us the most amazing product range that was inspired by the production. So it was named the Chicago by Inglot range and it had, mm-hmm. you know, the red lips, the black sultry eye makeup, the red nail polish, and it was all co-branded. So it's actually still available on the Inglot website if you want to snap some up before they all go. Um, 
that was just out of this world and we never really uh, done a collaboration to that level with a makeup brand before. Um, that was complemented by an in-store campaign. So we obviously wanted to encourage Inglot sales. And then we also had a cast event where the cast went in-store to Inglot and the makeup artist created the Chicago look on the cast and we had influencers cover it. And then we also had a fashion illustrator called VK Illustrations that we commissioned to draw the three female principal cast members with their Inglot products, which went online gangbusters, and it was just beautiful. So it was yeah, beautiful. I, I saw that one. Oh yeah, it's um. So yeah, overall an enormous collaboration, but hugely successful um, and very worthwhile. Pardon the interruption, I'm popping in with a quick word from our partners at Microsoft Store. As you know, we hosted these podcast chats as part of our launch event at Microsoft Store Sydney, and it was fantastic. What a lot of people don't know is that they actually host a ton of free events and workshops for small businesses and their employees, from free tech support services to small business consultations or workshops and personal training courses. They've got it all. So if you wanted to book in for a free consult in Microsoft Store, check the link in our show notes. Collaborations. Just following on from that, my next question is a perfect tangent. <laughs> um, why do you think collaborations are so important and such a massive part of your strategy for marketing and building experiences around multiple live shows? Well, ACMN is the only agency actually in the entertainment space that executes promotions as a critical layer of its overall marketing strategy for our clients. And the reason being is collaborations add such immense value you know, they complement, yes, your traditional advertising strategy across your mainstream media, but collaborations offer a way to drive awareness, a, you know, customer acquisition and an ROI, but most importantly, at limited or no cost. So it's about yeah. two brands coming together and using their existing assets or channels to execute a terrific partnership. Mm-hmm. And is there anything that frustrates you about brand collabs? Uh, yes, but probably not that I want to... <laughs> broadcast for my boss to hear our clients. <laughs> um, but yes, in all honesty, um, I mean, every role is going to have its challenges and it's those challenges that make you grow and learn. But I guess the most frustrating would be when you pitch to a brand a collaboration and that is, you know, a slam dunk in my opinion, but the brand doesn't have the vision to think outside the box and you ultimately get rejection. And I don't handle rejection very well at all. <laughs> you and me both. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe it's a female thing. Um, so this, you know, I persevered and um, I'll give you a perfect example, actually. It was on Charlie and the Chocolate Factory musical and I approached brands that were perfect, like confectionery and chocolate and just got rejection after rejection. And then where we ended was actually a blessing in disguise because it was with an enormous brand that we now have a long-term partnership with that we've collaborated again since. And we will continue to because their marketing team is phenomenal, but we execute things so well together. So the partner is the coffee club and they did um, Charlie themed kids menus that had, you know, Oompa Loompa juices and Candyman ice cream. <laughs> and we had Charlie illustrations for kids to color in. We of course, you know, combined this with an in-store campaign and had a launch event, which was awesome. We had the cast in store at one of their uh, coffee club locations. We had the Wonka mobile there, which was the car that released chocolate scented bubbles and media were there covering it. So it was integrated across every level and it was much better than a 
chocolate brand collaboration, to be honest. Mm. Look, I think it's so funny because I've a lot of these conversations for this podcast have really talked about, you know, the old school mentality and the new school mentality with brand collaborations. I think it's like collaboration over competition is just so important. And I think those older school approaches where um, the attitudes are very closed off to collaborating and partnering with other brands, those businesses are going to be left behind. I can see it happening already. Yes, definitely. Um, So, yeah, I think that's hugely important for anyone listening who has been rejected before. Like, we've all been there. And I think... You, you need to persevere with brand collaborations and there's plenty of other fish in the sea <laughs> that are worth tapping into. Yeah. yeah. All right, awesome. Well, there is a fantastic uh, opportunity listed on Calabasaurus at the moment, which I'm obsessed with, um, <laughs> and that's Magic Mike Live for everyone who hasn't seen us post about it on Instagram. Um, and there's so many cool collaborations you could do with Magic Mike Live, um, especially now because there's a little bit more time thanks to COVID to get you know, your pitches in and a couple of cool opportunities to come about. So this show sounds awesome. Are you able to tell us a little bit more about it and what you're looking for with collaborations? Because I know plenty of brands listening would be keen to be involved. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I can hear the screams of women all over Australia about Magic Mike Live, to be honest. And especially after COVID, you know, they're stuck in their homes. <laughs> I think that's Desperate for that de- show. <laughs> Desperate for it. Um, look, it's obviously created by Channing Tatum based on the success of the films. It is a unbelievable, empowering and exhilarating show. Uh, It will resume playing in London, Las Vegas and Berlin after COVID and it will obviously tour here later in the year. We are waitlisting for Brisbane and Perth as well. So it's a national tour. It's a 360 degree immersive live entertainment experience and it has 20 of the best performers who just do the most unbelievable combination of dance, comedy and acrobatics. It's all held in a custom-made Spiegel tent named the Arcadia. So this is a two-storey, extremely luxe venue where every detail has been meticulously created by Channing. It's insane. I've seen the Arcadia. There's a little video we Mm -hmm. posted on the Clavisaurus Instagram if you want to check it out. But, oh, my gosh, visually it is just incredible. Yeah, absolutely. It's out of this world. I mean, it's three stories. It's got a glass lobby, custom bars, a food hall, a lounge area. And Channing is all over this. I mean, he and his team have just curated every little component. It is, you know, a high-end production. It's... um, has a key message running through it about female empowerment and that's really who we're targeting you know it's females Mm -hmm. it's quite broad so we're seeing ticket sales from you know 25 30 all the way up to 54 year old females and a lot of groups market coming through so hens parties divorce parties girls weekends away (laughs) divorce parties absolutely um actually they're more popular than the hens at the moment um (laughs) and especially mums trips away so you know mums looking to get away um in terms of collaborations it's really brands that have that like-minded demographic um and complementary products so Anyone, I guess, in the fashion, beauty, fragrance, motoring, health, they're all ideal industries. 
And I mean, retail as well. I mean, post COVID, there's such a need to reinvigorate that events and retail space and foot traffic. And I feel like, you know, experiences just like you saw with the um, Chicago, Maya, Voodoo, Mm. uh, Inglot collab, you know, that's such a testament to how leveraged and amazing and multifaceted brand collaborations can be. So if you think... um, the Magic Mike opportunity is of interest to you. I'm going to put the link in the show notes to the Magic Mike Pitch Portal, which you can pitch through for free. Um, heaps of opportunities there. I'm so excited for it. I know, me too. Can you I, tell? Yeah, <laughs> you and every uh, female in the country, I think. <laughs> yeah, awesome. Well, my last question for you, lucky last, is what are your tips for brands wanting to tap into brand collaborations as part of their marketing strategy and not really sure where to start? Yeah, and this is a great question, Um, and I actually get asked this quite a bit. So I've got four ones. By no means are they gospel. It's just from my experience. Um, The first is to really think about what it is that you can offer. So, for example, ACMN, us being a full-service agency, we can offer brands who are resource light um, or budget light to do everything for them in terms of the heavy lifting. So we can do the creative and the print and the install and delivery. Um, And that has been a huge selling point to brands over the years because they just don't have the resources to do it. Mm -hmm. Um, The other thing is think outside the box. I mean... This is what collaborations is in a nutshell. It's coming together of two or more brands and utilising your assets. Um, And I'll give you another example. You know, a lot of our producer clients request a shopping centre partnership because there's so many synergies between the demographic there and obviously it's mass reaching. Um, So the solution I developed, and it's a formula I implement with shopping centres all over the country, is we go to them and offer them money can't buy experiential activations that will see the show get lucrative exposure in centre but provide a reason for shoppers to go in centre and see these activations. We'll obviously add a you know, marketing layer or a campaign around sure. it. But we've done things like, you know, six metre long witch's leg, legs for whip it. Oh, me. Six metres, <laughs> I'll try again. Six metre long witch's legs for Wicked, which were enormous and out of this world. We've had a guitar signed by Brian May for We Will Rock You and we've done countless costume exhibitions. Yeah. I love that you have mentioned quite a few times in our chat about, you know, really understanding what the objectives are of your collaborator as well as what the objectives are for the client. And I think that is so important because a lot of businesses get first of all, really caught up in having this big creative idea when I think it's really important to talk to your collaborator first about what their objectives are, <laughs> you know, and have make sure they understand what your objectives are. Because the idea, the actual creative execution of that can take so many different forms and really lean on what the original objective is to help you achieve that goal that you want to achieve. Absolutely. And that brings me to my next point. So that's a very good lead in, Jess. Thank you. Oh, no problem. (laughs) Um, The third point is really to focus on the pitch. So thinking about, as I said earlier, don't think about just your brand. Think about both brands and how you can collaborate together. Because if you go into it with just thinking about yourself, it's not going to work. It's just that simple. Um, but also give some thought around the strategy. You know, how are you going to approach the brand? Are you going to call them or email or, you know, is it in person or all of the above? I have been known to stalk a menu brand in my day and it's, pull, you know, pulled off. And I had I'm a- pretty sure I'm a professional stalker yeah. of brands. <laughs> you and me both. <laughs> 
Uh, it's a skill. It is a skill. <laughs> um, and also around the pitch, you know, research and research again. So you need to go into these pitches and know the other brand and as much as you can anyway. But you're going to, like I've found a lot of the time when I've, you know, pitch to them on a conference call or in person is they'll give you insights into the, their objectives or their brand positioning and statement and you need to be nimble and think on your feet about ideas to work together. Also things like, you know, branded cupcakes. So when Voodoo and I went into the Maya meeting and met with, you know, 20-odd head execs from Maya, we gave them little Voodoo in Chicago branded cupcakes. I love that. Um, and even That's just awesome. things over like a working lunch. A lot of the deals that I did with Napoleon Purtis were done over a working lunch and um, they were phenomenal partnerships. So, Yeah, relationships don't underestimate the power of like really investing and building a relationship. And that's what this is. It's relationship management. You know, it's just mm-hmm. about, and again, it's like you're reading my mind. This brings me to my last, I guess, tip. Oh, there we go. <laughs> um, it's just I a, swear I haven't seen her I, notes, you guys. I know. Like anyone who's listening, I haven't seen. So we're just jamming on the exact same thing. <laughs> uh, we must be, um, you know, split from the same pea. <laughs> exactly. Um, a collabo pea. Exactly. Exactly. So my last tip is just be passionate and professional, but most of all, deliver on what you promise because your reputation and credibility can take years to establish, but only a few bad word of mouth comments can tarnish it. And this applies to both the brand or the company that you work for, but also your brand as an individual. Um, You know, we've heard many times in this industry that other people haven't fulfilled their end of the bargain and you just can't do that if you want to work with partners over and over again which you do you know all these partners I work with I enter into these relationships as a long-term basis Um, so I treat them you know professionally and honor any commitment that we've promised Mm -hmm. I love that what a fantastic note to end on thank you so much Claire for your time I really appreciate it Oh, you're very welcome. It's been amazing. And I'm a huge believer in the Collaborosaurus platform. So I recommend that any brands and marketers sign up. It has been amazing for us and we can't wait to kickstart it again post-COVID once this is out of the way. (laughs) I know. We're so excited too. And everyone go pitch Magic Mike Live. It's going to be such a cool show. Absolutely. Yes, please. I'd love to collaborate with you on it. (laughs) Amazing. Thank you.